my dear friend, thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Fabiano Nyonghuru, currently ministering at Meros Park Seventh-day Adventist Church, as well as Sanai Seventh-day Adventist Church Company up in the northern uh, parts of South Australia. I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you, uh, wherever you're listening from, and I'm so thankful that uh, you have tuned in, dear listener. This week, we have been covering the theme, Steps to a Dynamic Relationship with Jesus. The topic particularly for today is, how do I handle doubt and uncertainty? I'm so glad to be back on this radio program. It's been a while, um, a number of weeks actually. I had taken a leave and uh, a few friends of mine uh, had stepped in and, um, you know, and I was so thankful. And uh, I'm pretty sure there are some of you who are hearing me for, uh, um, you know, after you have, uh, I guess, not heard uh, uh, from me or, or heard anything about me for a number of weeks. Friends, I'm so thankful. I'm so uh, glad that I could be back on the radio. I love uh, interacting with uh, good friends of mine, such as my regular co-host, and uh, just wrestling with certain uh, interesting, I should say, actually, uh, biblical topics and other issues that we face uh, from day to day. And uh, in particular today, we've got quite an interesting one. How do I handle doubt and uncertainty? I must admit, I do learn a lot, actually, from uh, preparing and discussing with uh, my, my, my co-hosts. And uh, today, I believe we'll be in for another good treat. And we'll be learning quite a lot. And so I'm so thankful. We have uh, Pastor Hugh Heenan here in the studio, and uh, maybe let me ask uh, uh, Pastor Hugh, uh, do you mind if you can introduce yourself to those who might be listening for the first time and our regular visit, uh, listeners as well? Oh, sure thing there, uh, uh, Fabiano. It's, it's been a little while, hasn't it, since you and I have been together. And, That's right. Um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting because whilst uh, you've been away, and uh, I'm not sure if you just mentioned that now, I might have just missed that, but you were away for a very special reason, by the way. Yes, that's yes, right. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I, uh, we we had um, a baby boy, a new baby boy, uh, while I was away. So very very thankful for that. And mm. uh, in fact, he's about he's turning seven weeks. Uh, sorry, he's actually turning two months this coming Monday. Mm. And so that was part of the reason why I uh, took a leave, you know, to support my wife. And be with family. And so, yeah, and I really appreciate it as well. It, it, it gave me some time to, uh, uh, recuperate. Um, um, and, uh, yeah, just, I guess, reflect on life as well as, uh, spend time with family. Mm. Yeah, and, and this is your third child, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, so yeah. Th- we're kind of in a baby race here. For those of you who don't know and haven't tuned into it, the two of us banter backwards and forwards, uh, myself and Fabiano. Uh, we, we have three, and now, of course, uh, Fabiano and his beloved have three. That's right. Um, so, But we expect them to go ahead of us now, and <laughs> we give you the keys of the we'll, kingdom, brother. We'll, we'll pray about that first. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, look, now you, you're asking before um, if I could introduce myself. Look, yeah. um, it's great to be back with uh, Fabiano again. Uh, we've missed you, brother, on the air. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
um, and yeah. uh, myself and uh, Ricardo, we've uh, enjoyed filling in whilst you've been away, uh, but it is good to have you back. Mm. And uh, for those of you who don't know myself, uh, my name is Hugh. Hugh Heenan and I, I am minister out of Trinity Gardens, uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church there yes. in Port Rush Road yes. and uh, in Trinity Gardens, but also out of a church plant, which yes. is a, a baby church. And uh, we, we love just growing. Babies grow mm. all the time. Mm. And, and mm. Fabiana knows all about babies that grow all the time <laughs> and all the things that they produce as well and That's that right. they need. And uh, and the same is true with, with baby churches. And, mm. and so we're enjoying a lot of growth there. Yeah. And uh, God has been so good to us. Wonderful. And this church plant of ours is based out of Mawson Lakes. And Wonderful. Mawson Lakes, uh, they're in the Denison Center, right in the yes. hub of the community. And uh, we're called the Faith Adventist Center. Wonderful. Uh, and, uh, but whether you're, you're looking for uh, a place of faith yes. uh, at uh, Mawson Lakes or at Trinity Gardens, yes. hey, we'll, we'll love to have you as a part of, uh, part of God's family and yes. ours. That's right. Yes. And uh, should you be listening from another state or even in South Australia and you are not close to any of these two locations, just Google it. Um, Seventh Adventist Church and you find one nearby and uh, we'll be happy. Uh, you know, to welcome you and, uh, uh, fellowship and, um, spend time together. So let me also, uh, take this time to, um, uh, thank, uh, those who have, uh, stepped in while I was away, Pastor Ricardo, and maybe there might have been another, I'm unsure, but, uh, very thankful. Uh, interesting things are happening around the world, but, uh, just before I, uh, share a little bit on that, uh, for those who are listening for the first time, you can actually interact with us and send messages, uh, prayer requests and questions, uh, to the number 04888 Uh, and you can also listen to our previous pres- uh, presentations or programs at, uh, uh, faithfm.com.au and we do have a mobile app as well. And, uh, these days you might be in an area where, you know, you may not be getting the best signal, you can actually just uh, uh, um, go into the Faith FM app and listen to us live as well. So we're thankful for those uh, resources and instruments that helps us to um, share the gospel. Now, friends, I found an interesting article, and uh, Pastor Hugh, I haven't shared this with you. You probably find it interesting as well. Uh, the headline says, South African Satanist Movement Co-Founder resigns from encounter with the love of Christ. Mm. So resigns following, I should say, an encounter with the love of Christ. Wow. But that is a decision. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not the kind of thing we hear uh, um, uh, most of the time. And so the article goes on to say, the co-founder of a Satanist movement in South Africa has served ties um, severed ties with the group after experiencing the unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Uh, if I pronounce his name correctly, is Ryan, R-I-A-A-N, Ryan. Um, now, the last name is quite difficult, but I believe it is Swigler, something along those lines. Uh, he served as a reverend at the South African Satanist Church, uh, but uh, on July the 4th, uh, he stepped down and uh, after he encountered uh, the love of Jesus. And um, and these are his own words. Um, I'm doing this live video. So he actually did a live video on Facebook and says, I'm doing this live video because many, more than a 100 people on WhatsApp and almost 200 on Facebook are sending me messages wanting to know why did I leave the South African Satanist Church, as well as why did I turn my back on Satanism? Um, now, he goes on to explain that, first and foremost, he happened to be doing an interview, uh, um, 
and um, there there was uh, uh, a people who are uh, who were people of faith, uh, and they just shown him love. And uh, immediately after the interview, uh, a lady walked up to him. Uh, I believe this was at a um, uh, petrol station, I believe. Um, and so a lady ha- walk, walks up to him and uh, just gives him a hug and just you know had, they just had a wonderful conversation and she didn't say much she didn't push anything to him she just apparently in his own words just shown him unconditional love and uh mm. and he found that quite interesting so then uh a little bit after that um he happened to be at uh, this Satanist uh church uh performing his uh, usual duties and these are his words now um so i'm just skipping things uh so he says uh here i i, I did this ritual and opened myself up uh, maybe i should start from here it says the following week swagala would experience the love of Christ while he was performing a satanic ritual by himself. And he says, his own words now, I did this ritual and I opened myself up and Jesus appeared. And I was extremely uh, cocky. And I said, uh, if you're Jesus, you need to prove it. And he flooded me with the most beautiful love and energy. And I recognized it. I recognized it immediately because that woman at the radio station showed me, uh, show it to me. He explained, that's how I recognized the love of Jesus. And then obviously, uh, he says that, uh, he confessed that he did not f- uh, feel worthy of God's love because of his, uh, um, uh, homosexual lifestyle, uh, uh and uh, other practices, you know, that uh, he got involved in. But, um, long story short, According to him, he encountered Jesus, he encountered the love of Jesus, and he then um, uh, started learning more about Christ, and now he's a Christian. And mm-hmm. I found that story to be quite interesting and to be powerful as well. You know, whichever way people encounter Jesus or come to uh, the truth, um, I just say praise God. Because at the end of the day, if they encounter Jesus they, and they've accepted the truth, I say, praise God. Um, but what fascinated me about this story is uh, hearing that he was a reverend. <laughs> that's quite an interesting term. Uh, a reverend at a Satanist church. And now he's a, a Christian. And I wonder, you know, obviously he would have had lots of doubts and, uh, you know, uh, maybe criticized those who were maybe of, uh, of the Christian faith. But how did he overcome those doubts? How did he uh, come and 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 just turn around? And especially being a person of such a high position as well, how did that happen? Only God knows. Mm. And so I don't know what your thoughts are, uh, Pastor Hugh, as you hear uh, of this story, but I found it to be quite an interesting story. Yeah, I find it very interesting as well. Um, startlingly so, in yeah. fact, um, you know, Fabiano, I think that um, you, you really picked an interesting story there today. It's it's one that I think reminds us of yeah. the fact that uh, there, are, there are times where um, there, there are critics and there are skeptics who would suggest to us, well, you know, uh, you believe in God. Um, I believe in the flying spaghetti monster, you know, yeah. the sort of Richard Dawkins type retort. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of a schoolboy retort, if anything, um, because, of course, it's not looking so much at the evidence mm. as it is simply just choosing instead to ridicule and to mock yeah. um, and, and to make uneven uh, uh, statements or comparisons or, or, um, or assumptions mm. uh, or it's based upon assumptions. 
assumptions of various kinds. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's really important for us to be willing to follow the evidence wherever it leads. That's right. <clears throat> because truth will speak for itself, ultimately. Mm. Right. Uh, and, and what I find fascinating in many of these instances yes. is that, um, yeah, look, it's not like believing in Santa Claus or by yeah. believing in the Easter Bunny. Right. Uh, those are things that we believe when we're children. But when yeah. we become adults, when we become uh, uh, you know, a, a man and a woman, mm. Then we leave behind childish things, and we take right. a hold of you know the the more adult fra- frame of thinking yes. uh, and reasoning and and deliberating carefully upon things. Exactly. And, and so, what I find really fascinating about this story is yeah. that it is mimicking, or well, not mimicking so much as it's, I guess, exemplifying what right. we see uh, in millions of stories around the world of people thinking one way yes. when they were younger, but when they get older, much more able to reason and to rationalize mm. and to consider mm. and carefully. Uh, reflect right they come to god as an adult right yeah. you don't see adults coming to the easter bunny in their 40s you don't <laughs> see people coming to santa claus in their 70s that's right um, that's maybe right. they might uh, pretend to be santa claus in their 70s but you don't <laughs> see them it. believing in santa claus in their 70s yes, yes you know that's um, right. and but you do meet people <clears throat> who come to jesus mm. who mm. have an encounter with christ yes. that they'll never forget their whole life through mm. uh, and wished in many cases that they'd had a much much earlier yeah. but regardless of the timing they're just glad it happened that's and, right. and i'm just so glad for this gentleman here. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God yeah. that he had an experience with Jesus yes. that's changed his life and turned it upside down for the good. That's right. And, um, and today uh, we can say, you know, irrespective of ethnicity, yes. of, of um, belief system or, right. you know, or creed or of, um, uh, or of gender or of previous identity, mm. together we are one in Christ. Amen. <clears throat> because right. this is another, another son of God that has come home. Yes. And, uh, and you know, anyone uh, within, the sound, within, within the reach of God and with the sound of our voice here today, right. uh, I would just say to you, come home. You'll Amen. always be welcome on, on God's front porch. Yes. And uh, it's, it's so wonderful to think that uh, um, someone who's gone from being living an irreverent lifestyle called a reverend mm. has now come to revere God uh, and had his life changed. So, wonderful story that you just shared there. Uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. truly… Can't get enough of those kind of stories. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Wonderful stories. In, in fact, uh, good news of uh, the way in which God works. Um, uh, such a revealing story even. For those who are listening to us, uh, we would like to hear from you. And, uh, you know, it encourages us actually to know that there are people on the other end of the line uh, listening. Mm, mm. Uh, please do uh, uh, share with us where you're listening from. Uh, if you don't mind, maybe just your first name. Uh, the number once again is 4 Now, dear listener, I have this great free giveaway Soon, <laughs> soon and very soon, I will let you know how to get it. So if you would like to get this uh, free gift, the free offer of today, please do stick around. And shortly we'll let you know how to get this free offer. The number once again that you need is 0488808811. You can text us, you can send us messages. And this is the same number you're going to uh, need when it comes to uh, claiming this free giveaway. Now let us pray together. And then we'll have a song, and then after the, after the break, we'll jump into uh, today's topic, How Do I Handle um, Doubt and Uncertainty? Let us pray. Dear Lord, we want to thank you because we know that you are a God who hears our prayers, who cares for us, and who changes lives. Lord, we want to thank you for your word. Your word is 
uh, uh, your word is truth. And um, we know that by studying your word, we will get to know you uh, better and we will also uh, be able to live a life that is... Um, uh, that is abundant, uh, as Scripture says. Mm. Father, we want to thank you for those who have tuned in. We pray that together that you may help us to learn more about you. And I pray that you may lead and guide, especially be, uh, between myself and Pastor Hugh, as we uh, seek to um, uh, address the topic and uh, as we study from your word. Be with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so, friends, let us have our first item, and this is a song titled I'll Go Where You Want Me To Go by Rebecca Mola. Please uh, stay uh, with us, and after the break, we'll be right back. the stormy sea It may not be at the battle's front My Lord will have need of me But if I still small voice He called to pass that I do not know Dear Lord, my hand in thine I'll go where you want me to go I'll go where you want me to go Dear Lord, over mountain or plain or sea I'll say what you want me to say What you want me to be Perhaps today There are loving words Which Jesus would have me speak There may be now In the paths of sin Some wonder whom I should see Oh, Savior, if Thou wilt be my guide Though dark and rugged the way My voice shall echo the message sweet I'll say what You want me to say I'll go where You want Fields 
so wide Where I may labor through life's short day For Jesus the crucified So trusting my all to thy tender care Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Draft Time. This is the big Q&A program. What a beautiful song. I'll be where you want me to be. I'll go where you want me to go, dear Lord. What an attitude that uh, one that everyone should have, that of humility, humbleness, and willing to be led and guided by God. Because after all, we are His creation and finite beings, really. But we are so thankful uh, because of His love, His mercy. And so, dear friends, I want to thank you for tuning in once again. This is the Faith FM Drive Time Program. And you're listening to Fabiano here and Pastor Hugh, our co-host today. And the theme for this week has been steps to a dynamic relationship with Jesus. But the topic for today will be how do I handle doubt and uncertainty? We do live in an uncertain world. There's a lot of questions that um, we all have. And I'm sure that um, I've had my fair share of doubts and questions in many things uh, uh, that pertains to life in this world. But, my friends, today we are diving into the Word of God and uh, we are going to explore this question, how do I handle doubt and uncertainty? But let me maybe start off by just giving a definition here so we know where we're heading. According to the uh, dictionary that I have in front of me, uh, the American Dictionary says, a feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction. And the British English Dictionary is pretty much the same. Uh so, uncertainty, lack of conviction. How do I handle that? Uh, Pastor Hugh, uh, what are your initial thoughts uh, to this question? How do I handle doubt and uncertainty? I think this is a really important question, actually, Fabiano. And it's one, in fact, that uh, every, not just every Christian, but mm. every living, breathing human being right. needs to wrestle with at different points in time. <clears throat> I mean, I, I think I can remember the first time I began to doubt. Um, 
no, actually, I can't because it was. It probably <laughs> right. was when I was an infant. <laughs> you know, is is this a, a definite sure supply? I remember when my my um, again, this probably relates to you as a as a, a new dad all over that's again. A, yeah, but but um, my middle child, she's gonna uh-huh. she's gonna say, Dad, why did you share that on the radio? But my middle child, I remember the look on her face right. when she had doubts about Mum's breast milk. I mean, mm. it starts early. Yeah. It really starts early. Yes. Um, my my um, my uh, little girl, she. Um, she, the look on her face quite early on was like this look of, huh? <laughs> what? Really? Uh, just this, this sense of the very thing she needed most yeah. was the thing that she was doubting. Right. And if anything, it was, it was fascinating to watch that expression and to see her process that. Right. I compare that to, say, um, to our eldest child. Right. Okay. A completely different experience. All oh, right. Utterly, utterly the other way around. Yes. Um, I better stop there. I'll get in trouble as a dad. Okay. okay. But, but let me put it this way. I remember having doubts about all sorts of things when mm. I was a child. Mm-hmm. And, and that process of doubting is also what comes with development. As we, right. as we grow, as we develop, as we get yes. older, um, we, we, we continue to doubt. Okay. Because it's part and parcel right. of learning and knowing. Mm. How can we really know unless we first asked, can I actually know? Hmm, that's yeah, it. Yeah, right. yeah. So, so on the on the other hand, I guess the other question we could ask, or another way of putting it is, how can we say yes to something? Right. And and how can we fully say yes to something and really embrace it until we hmm. first also that's right. said no to it in the first instance, hmm. and then said, look, I think no, uh, yeah. you know, uh, I, I'm not fully ready to accept this yet. Right. And then uh, over time. Hmm. Uh, our resistance grows less as we begin to see the evidence come in, trickle in, pile in, and then eventually we say, hey, no, actually, this is true, and I That's need right. to follow this fully. Yes. Um, and then our mind starts to reset again. It's like watching jelly. You, you see jelly? <laughs> yes, you know, yes. I'll never forget as a kid, it's like magic. You know, my, right. my mother, she'd get, the, she'd get the water, she'd get this, what looks just looked like food coloring and some crystals, she'd throw it into a bowl, and it had to be just the right temperature, That's right. and then and then she would leave it there, and you put your hand in it. You yes. get in trouble, by the way. Oh, yes. Um, but you put your hand in it, and then you draw your hand out back out again. Yes. And it's like as if it wasn't there, except, right. of course, you could see the coloring on your hand. <laughs> you, if yes, it was yes, red yes. jelly, you caught red-handed, right? That's but, it. <laughs> but um, the, the problem was <clears throat> that if you left it there, and then once it was in the fridge, it sits. Mm, and then it. you know it's jelly. That's right. But before that, as a child, you're thinking, <clears throat> my mum doesn't know much at all. That's just water. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's not what we saw at the, the, at the dessert the place or yeah, the restaurant yeah. or whatever else. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out that she was right. That's right. Uh, and, and so I think really um, when we talk about doubt, yeah. doubt is indispensable right. to life. Yes, yes. And doubt is indispensable to relationships. That's right. And doubt is indispensable to the intellectual journey. As well, and the development of of our faculties and yes. and of our of our life development as a yes. person, yes. Um, and it's also indispensable in terms of experience. That's right. So, um, should we be surprised when a Christian mm. doubts um, only if they're not human? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, that's and, right. Because everyone is going to doubt something at some stage. Exactly. You know, um, th- this might seem really left field. Uh huh. A friend of mine said this to me a few years ago, right. and it just really gripped my attention. Um, basically, he was saying that when, whenever you bring an idea okay. uh, to someone else, um, that essentially uh, there's different phases uh, with, within which people or how people will respond to it. Uh-huh. 
And uh, I had no idea where he got this from. I still actually don't really fully know. Yes. Um, but uh, apparently it's something famous. Okay. Um, but basically, um, when, 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 you, when, some, when someone comes to you with a new idea, or maybe mm. let, let's put the few on the other foot, you come to someone else with a new idea. Yes. First of all, they're basically just going to mock you. All right. Or, or ignore you. Mm. Um, and then after a while, they might get irritated enough if you keep persisting to uh-huh. abuse you. And, right. and ridicule you and, and, and revile you and, and, right. uh, and, and try to put you down. Uh, and then if you still persist, then the outright persecution begins. <laughs> you know, they'll crack down on you. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, after a while, if you're still persisting, people start to think, well, maybe there's something to this. Mm. They open up their mind to investigate the actual evidence for right. it. And if it holds water, then guess what? They end up accepting it. Okay. And this is kind of the, the process that we tend to follow as human beings. We okay. are wired to doubt because of the threat of our lived experience in terms of uh, the sinful, broken, mm. um, unpleasant, and untrustworthy world in which we live in. Yes. So when we encounter a trustworthy God… Right. Uh, who is full of love for us, who wants nothing more for us than for our best and for our good, um, then it's only natural for us to be a little skeptical, Mm. uh, a little critical and uncertain. That's right. Um, And uh, maybe this is why Jesus said that, yes, even though children doubt, they don't doubt as much as adults. That's right. You know, and so Jesus said, uh, let your faith be like that of a little child. Mm. You're trusting, open, ready to embrace yes. whatever is the truth and follow the evidence wherever it goes. And so I just really want to, I guess, say that when it comes to doubt, yeah, doubt is hesitancy. Yes. Doubt is uncertainty. That's right. But hey, look, we live in a volatile, uncertain, yeah. complex, ambiguous, and largely ambivalent world today. <laughs> so right. why should that surprise us at all? Exactly. I guess the real question then becomes, well, uh, what does doubt actually? Uh, what do we do with our doubt, mm. and and um, how do we leverage it yes. to get the most out of it? That's right. Um, I just thought I also share First Corinthians thirteen verse eleven, where the apostle Paul uh, writes and says, uh, "When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child." As, as I was reflecting on what you were saying, and then he says, um, "I thought as a child." But when I became a man, I put away childish uh, things. <laughs> That's right. So, in a sense, uh, as you were, uh, you know, sharing that, this thought and this verse just came to mind. It is true that mm. um, we grow in our knowledge and understanding, and uh, our perspective changes. And uh, the more experience we have in life, the more we interact with other people, the more we learn, explore, and um, critically analyze things. In fact, the world which we thought we knew. All this sudden is actually a little bit more different, but this time, mm. obviously, it's different in a beautiful and new way. In that we have understanding, we have experience, and um, and the, we learn to also appreciate the things that we don't understand. And uh, yeah, that's that's part of life. Mm. It, it really is. Yes, and, and I think um, just building on that, um, initially you start out by giving the definition of doubt, right? Uh, and that was a very English definition. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. I was almost waiting for the cucumber sandwiches, <laughs> um, but. And, it's a, it's a valid definition for doubt, but it's oh, yeah. not the biblical definition for ah, doubt. Ah, okay. And, and I think it's really important for us to, to, to understand fully what the biblical definition of doubt is, because mm-hmm. we hear the word doubt in English, and yeah. we automatically think, oh, it just means that the person uh, can't believe it. It's just not true. That's actually what I was thinking when I, when I saw this title, and we were mm. given this title to study, I thought, oh, this just means that, you know, those people who just don't believe it at all. This, right. 
and and when I looked at the edition, I said, ah, oh, it's a little bit different. <laughs> it is a bit different, isn't it? Um, and, and yet at the same time, um, it, it, it it tends towards that, and, yeah. and that's our natural thinking mm. for those who are anglicized in their language and in their their thought structures. Yeah. But when we come back to the Bible, right. we find that doubt is a much more honourable thing. Okay. And in fact, if anything, it's lauded and celebrated in some ways, somewhat uh-huh. muted and subtle at times. Okay. But think of all these great Bible characters. Think of someone like, uh, let's say, for example, um, Abraham. Oh, yeah. Did he doubt? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> did she doubt? Big time. She even laughed. <laughs> she laughed. Yeah, so she followed the, the same uh, yeah. pattern mm. we just talked about. Mm. She laughed, she mocked, yeah. and they said, oh, no, 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 I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then what about Moses? Did he That's ever right. doubt? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. yeah. And, and, but for each one of them, they doubted for different reasons. Yes. yes. I mean, Abraham doubted uh, because of the unknown and the direction right. God was asking him to go in. That's right. Sarah, because, you know, well, that goes beyond reason. Exactly. I mean, how can yep. it possibly be true what you're saying? Right. Moses, he doubted because he knew himself too well. It wasn't mm. because of God. It was because of mm. himself. That's right. There's many reasons why people doubt. Yes. Um, and then you come across to the New Testament and you look at people like, uh, say, Peter. Yes. Impulsive, impetuous. You know, get right in the midst of it and, and do it, make <laughs> it happen. This sort of um, growth mindset, Peter. Yes. Nothing is impossible for mm. the one who just wants to get out there and do it. Yes. And Peter was that kind of person. That's right. But sometimes he dared to step out. And then as he stepped out, that would catch up. That's right. You know, and, right. and remember when he walked down on the water on the boat? Yes. And, yes. and when he's walking out of the water yes. on the boat, um, as from the boat, <clears throat> Um, he, he was like, yeah, I'm more, I can only I imagine this is what's in his mind. Yeah, I'm walking. Wait, hang on a moment. Water. <laughs> and, and then he takes his eyes off Jesus. Yeah. And he begins to go down. That's right. And, and Jesus reaches out to him and he takes him by the hand and he pulls him back up and he says, mm. um, oh, you of little doubt. Yeah. Why did you stop believing? That's right. That's, That's why right. you started sinking. Yes. You know, and so, um, a, that came down to relationship and reason mixed together. Mm. So he had another reason why he doubted. That's right. Um, and then, uh, think about, say, someone like, uh, Zachariah, uh, John the Baptist. Yes, dad. yes, yes, right? yes. So, so in the temple there, That's right. God says, uh, you're going to have a son. Yes. And he's going to yeah. be called John. Mm. And he's like, what? What? At my age? <laughs> you guys are joking. And, and yeah. have you met my wife, God? <laughs> Do you know how old Elizabeth is? Yeah. And, and then, uh, and then of course, God says, well, you're going to be mute. Mm. And I find that interesting. Yeah. He was mute until the time of John's birth. That's right. And uh, and it was almost like I was saying, I'm not going to have you talking words of, of doubt and unbelief. Right. Now, notice I mingle those two words together, doubt and, and unbelief. unbelief. Mm, mm, because his doubt was unbelief. And yes. that's why God responded the way he did. He didn't yes. want uh, someone of his authority dampening the enthusiasm, the faith, and the, the can-do attitude mm. uh, in spiritual realms and in practical ways wow. of those around him. Um, And so the thing about it, though, is that there's different forms of doubt, I think, is what we're finding here with regards to these different Bible characters. And when we look at the words that are used, say, for example, with the New Testament Greek, the words that are used to refer to doubt give us an idea uh, here of something which is progressive rather than regressive. And what I mean by that is is that uh, it is developing and and it's, uh, it's helping us to move into the next thing that God has in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit like uh, that old saying, I think Zig Ziglar said this. He said that um, um, doubts, no, no, sorry, um, yeah. Oh, I forget how he said it now. It's, it's just, it came to my mind and then I forgot what it was. But uh, but basically um, that uh, that things that are beautiful, things that are f- filled with faith, that mm-hmm. they develop in the dark room of doubt 
Right. Just like photographs do. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, I, I, I digress. <laughs> my, my point is this. In the New Testament, uh-huh. the word for doubt... There's a few different words there for doubt, right? And and basically, uh, what they're indicating here is, for example, um, the the word uh, diacrino, mm-hmm. and diacrino means to to judge through, to consider, to sift, to litigate, to examine, to scrutinize, and to deliberate over, you know. And so, it's a yes. process of leading to belief, right? right rather than the right. other way around. Um, and then uh, another word there that's used, uh, diostazo, uh, which means uh, that you are um, uh, basically, that you are uh, moving from one position to another position. It's a it's a word of transition. Right. Okay. Right. <clears throat> okay. Um, and uh, um, but uh, it can also mean to be double minded. Mm. Okay. And yes, not being sure yes. which way to go. Yes. Yes. While you're okay. deliberating. That's and then right. there's another word, meta uh, orizzo, which means to um, uh, literally, yeah, that's also to be in to to be in between and to be in a process of change mm. and opening up gradually to yes, change. Yes. Okay. So you can see there in those definitions yes. that doubt is not is not a position of unbelief and stubbornly withstanding evidence yeah, and truth. Yeah, yeah. It's actually gradually opening up to it as you're able to. And this is why Jesus said to his disciples, I have so much more to share with you, mm. but you're not yet ready to receive it. And God very patiently wants to lead us to ever deeper realms of belief. But get this, sometimes, yes. many a time, <clears throat> deeper realms of belief and faith and walking out by faith and all that, that the benefits and blessings that come with that in a relationship with God, uh-huh. Sometimes starts with doubt. Mm. And on that thought, we'll be right back. <laughs> and uh, immediately after the break, we will, uh, I guess, also um, pose this question to you, uh, Pastor Hugh. Uh, what can you say to those maybe who have doubted Scripture or the existence, existence of God? Mm. And, uh, maybe, and, and then maybe we might even share a bit whether we've ever... Uh, been in, in, in a, in a, in a situation where we have doubted just, just so, uh, listener c- c- can, um, so we can be a bit more vulnerable <laughs> with our <laughs> listeners. And, and, but I liked how you've already uh, mentioned that actually, uh, doubt is not what we tend to think of it mm. as. And so we'll be right back. Doubt is not unbelief. It's not unbelief. That's yes. right. That's right. It's better than Simply unbelief. Simply put. Amen. Yes. And so dear friend, I have this great good gift book a giveaway which speaks to the topic uh, of uh, today and um, if you're interested i'm about to give you now the secret code so you can actually have this book (laughs) and uh, if you would like this uh, book once again you need the following number zero four triple eight eight oh eight eleven and this is how you get a free giveaway if you just stick around after the break i'm about to give you give you now the code but we are going to listen to this uh, following song and it is the song teach us to number our days uh while uh we are playing the song please uh Meditate upon the scripture uh, that uh, have already been shared and the thoughts that have already been shared and we'll be right back shortly. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. We do not know See you. 
Fletcher, what a beautiful song! Mm. Teach us to number our days. Beautiful. Friends, welcome back. Uh, that was a beautiful song. And uh, just before we uh, continue, I just like to share with you that um, there is something interesting happening locally. Uh, there is a program at Sinai, Sinai Seventh Day Adventist Church Company, up in the northern suburbs of Adelaide, there in Davron Park. If you just Google Sinai, it should come up. Number two, Pritchard Street. Davron Park, there is a marriage and relationships program starting this Saturday at 4 p.m. Uh, on the 16th, the 23rd, and the 30th. And there will be different presenters. And uh, I believe that we are, go- we are in for a, re- for a, for a treat. Mm. And so if you happen to uh, be in the area or you have time and you don't mind traveling, that will be at Sinai Seventh-day Adventist Church there in Davron Park here in South Australia. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. And so, friends, today's offer. I know we've been waiting for that one. Here it comes. It is the book Life Without Limits by Clifford. A wonderful, wonderful book. In fact... Is that the red dog? The Cliff, red dog? Clifford the red dog? Ah, Clifford Goldstein. That's no, no, oh, Clifford Goldstein. <laughs> okay, yeah. Now, he's yeah, also well, a very good author. Ah, right, all right. And so... 
you know, these, these are some of the things that are written about the book. How would you live differently if you knew that there, uh, there was more to life than what you were seeing? And the book explores that and uh, many other wonderful things. It's just that uh, in the interest of time, we have to move on. But that mm-hmm. is the free giveaway. So if you like to get today's free offer, all you need to do is text the code word mm-hmm. SA61. That is 61. And so once you do that, the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details. So do please send in your code. And the code is SA61. SA, just like the abbreviated South Australia, SA, and then 61. And the number once again is 04888-80811. So welcome back. This is the Faith FM Draft, draft Time and big Q&A program with uh, Pastor Hugh Heenan as our regular co-host here on the radio program. The theme for this week has been Steps to a Dynamic Relationship with Jesus. And uh, we've been discussing under the topic, How Do I Handle Doubt and Uncertainty? And so, Pastor Hugh, I would like to ask now this question. Mm. There are those who have had doubts um, about Scripture and God. Uh, what can you share with those people? Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming there might be a person listening or will listen to this uh, uh, program. And mm. uh, what can you share with those people? Yeah, look, um, I think, Fabiano, that um, yeah, if you're doubting mm. ab- about the biggest questions in life, that doesn't mean that you're lost. It doesn't mean that you um uh, a a person who is an unbeliever. Right. It, it just means you're thinking. Yes. And I love it when That's people right. come to me with their doubts. Yeah. But God loves it even more. Mm. Uh, because the fact of the matter is that when a person comes and they say, hey, look, I, I'm not sure about this. Right. Then, you know, the process of learning and of growing comes through questioning. Amen. Questions and questioning. That's right. And, and so if a person says, look, you know, pastor, I have a doubt. Yes. Oh, it's one of the best times in ministry. Yes. You know, or, or if someone comes to God and says, I'm not sure about something, Lord, God, God leans into that, I believe. Yeah. And a great example of that is when, um, do you remember when uh, there was uh, a, a, a demon-possessed uh, uh, boy? Uh-huh. And... Uh, uh, whether it was demon possession or whether it was epilepsy or, or both, you know, the right. devil taking advantage of a physical condition. Yes. Uh, whatever the case was, in That's Mark right. chapter 9, I believe it is, okay. where the um, father brings the boy to Jesus. Mm. He says, mm. uh, um, heal my boy if yeah. you can. If you can. Mm. Notice that. So he, he knows enough, <laughs> he's seen enough to yes. come to Jesus, but right. there's still a residual bit of doubt in his mm. mind, mm. Um, mm. and maybe mm. because it means so much. Yes. Right? And so yes. he comes and he says, if, if you can. Wow. And wow. then Jesus picks up on that. Yes. And, and Jesus says, all things are possible for the one who believes. Wow. Right. So, so in other words, he's saying, um, look, I know you've got doubts, but put them aside for a bit. And, and trust me on this. Mm. Um, you can't see the full picture, okay. but I've got something I want to I want to do for you. Right. And it can only happen really <clears throat> as you stop stepping back yes. and start stepping forward. That's powerful. Fully. Yeah. yeah. And, and and what I love about that dad mm. is that and and I've got to say to you, this is one of the best responses I've ever heard or seen. Yes. He says, um, "Lord, I believe." Help my unbelief. Yeah, right? yeah. And so in other words, he's acknowledging and he's saying, I believe, but hey, look, there's a, there's a part of me of my finite reasoning and, and, and ability and capacity for comprehension that, that I realize I'm limited and I can't see beyond what I know. 
That's right. And so what I don't know, you're going to help me with, please. Mm. Help my unbelief. Yes. I think that's a really healthy attitude to have. That's I right. think it's a healthy attitude for us as Christians to have as well. Amen. Uh, and so Jesus, Jesus loved that. Yes. And, and it's because of that, you know, if, if he'd said, yeah, no, no, I believe, Jesus would know, hang on, you're not being upfront <laughs> and honest with me. Uh, if he'd said, well, I don't believe Jesus, well, not much I can do with that. Exactly. But if he comes to Jesus and he says, look, I believe, but I do have some doubts. Jesus can work with that and he loves to work with that and he yeah. knows we're being open, authentic and honest with him because right. anyone who says I've never doubted, mm. they're probably mm. lying to you. Mm. They're not uh, being fully honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I'll say they haven't lived the real life. <laughs> they haven't lived the real life. They haven't been through trials and yeah. problems and issues and, and, and intellectual questions yeah. uh, in their mind. Uh, and, and this is what we need if we're going to grow, yes. if we're going to grow in Christ. Uh, right. And so uh, what I would say is that doubt is a very privileged position. Uh-huh. Because it's from doubt that we enter into the into the I guess from the hallways of doubt, as Chuck Swindoll uh, once I once heard him say. Okay, we go from the the hallway of doubt right. into the room of truth. Wonderful. And you can't walk into the room of truth unless you first walk through the hallway of doubt. Um, another way of looking at it is, um, you know, you are. Um, why would you? Let's just flip this on its head. Okay. Why would you give up um, what you know? For the sake of what you don't know. (laughs) And that was the conundrum, that was the paradox that this guy, the dad, was wrestling with. Mm. So if you're wrestling with doubt, if you're wrestling with matters of faith, praise God. Because God's about to take you into a deeper vault of truth and of certainty than what you had before. Don't stay where you are now. Mm. Step forward, continue to wrestle like Jacob wrestled with the Lord in the night uh, and until he would bless him. And as he wrestled with God, God took that and he used it and blessed uh, Jacob as a result. And and I think too, um, from what you just said, towards the end of what you just said there, uh, in that, you know, why would you give up what you believe for something that you don't know? For me, I, I, it just gave me this thought that actually a person who's willing to take that leap of faith is a person who also understands the value or, yeah, the value and, um, uh, the benefits they, 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 they can get uh, from that which they're aspiring to get or understand. And I'm just thinking, uh, from a quotation that I, uh, read from, um, Steps to Christ, a little beautiful book written by an author, Ellen White. And she says that as a counsel, give heed to the light that is already shining upon you and everything else, you know, mm. in the process uh, will make sense. It's quite yes. interesting. I mm. think that that is exactly, that encapsulates exactly what we're talking about here. Right. <clears throat> the Apostle Paul puts it another way. Okay. He says, test all things, uh-huh. hold fast to that which is good. Wonderful. So we yeah. need to, to, to test everything. Yes. Make sure it's solid and substantial. Yes. And then hold fast to that which is good. Put it to the test. That's right. Sorry, Pastor Hugh. We have a short time. Uh, I, I'm not going to cut you off though, but I just want to say, um, just quickly, mm. if you've ever also, uh, maybe more like uh, being vulnerable with, with those who are listening, okay. have you ever also been in a, in a seat, in a position? Mm. Where, yes. where you've had some doubts? I would not be here today if I didn't have doubt. Okay. Here's why. Because yeah. my doubt started as an atheist. <laughs> right. Okay, so I actually uh, had the, the joy of doubting my doubts. Why give privileged position to doubt and say that uh, you should only doubt your faith? Hmm. Why, don't, why not we doubt our doubts as well? <laughs> and so when I, when I was younger, yeah, yeah. Um, I was only about 10, 9 going on 10, okay. and I, I wondered to myself, if 
Notice that. Mm. Yeah, if, I was yeah, a bit yeah, like that yeah, dad, right? Yeah. If there is a God, I want to know who this God is. Right. So my doubt didn't hold me back. It propelled me forward. That's right. And, and, and as a result of that, <clears throat> I found myself in a church one day and halfway through the service, uh, I just felt this immense, intense presence of love just mm. surround me and fill me. And, and then as a result of that, yep. yeah, just, just like the story you opened with, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm saying the fact that you felt this immense love. I'm, I'm, I'm referring to the sadness who uh, felt the love of oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> it just connected. I just wow. thought of that. Mm. That is interesting. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he really is a brother. Um, and, and so, um, and, and that'll make sense to you if you listen to the whole program, folks, if you're only just tuning in. Um, uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, so this immense, intense presence of love mm. just filled me and surrounded me. And then this presence lifted off, but the love remained inside. And that's when wow. I knew, oh, that must be God. Mm. And then the process of discovery really began. Yeah. Later, in my later teens, um, I intellectually began to think, well, um, I wanted to honor God mm. by digging deeper and not just stay, stay where I, I was and stay stagnant. Right. I wanted to, to um, diastasis, not stay in stasis, not stay where I was, but yeah. diastasis, as the Greek yeah. word for doubt ah. would be. I wanted to move through it into something more. Mm. And, and so I began to explore all other religions. Mm. I didn't do it because I thought that another religion had the truth, right. or that Christianity didn't, but rather I wanted to honor the God I'd already met. Wow. I wanted to know him more. Mm. And it, it led me into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. Wonderful. I became a more solid believer than right. I was before, even though I'd been very sincere about it. Yeah. Um, in fact, that proves something. Sincerity to search for truth yes. will lead us uh, through our doubts and into, into solid truth. Later in my 20s, now I'm getting really vulnerable. <laughs> in my 20s, um, my grandfather died. Mm. He and I were as close as close could be. Nobody in the whole world was as close to me as what, and I to him as what we were, mm. except now with my wife. You know, my, my grandfather and I, I so looked up to him. And uh, <clears throat> in my 20s, when he died, I had a crisis. I, I went into a deep depression. Um, I deeply missed him. Mm. And the result was, through that trial and the, and the emotional uh, trauma that went with that, I'd never experienced death of someone so close to me before. Uh, those, of, those of us who've gone through that will understand um, that... Uh, I, I had always felt very close to God and God to me once I became a Christian. But through the depression, um, my, I, I became very numb and desensitized. Mm. <clears throat> and mm. so as a result of that, um, I could no longer feel close to God. I didn't really even feel very much close to myself. Mm. And that's when I learned a valuable lesson. God was actually closer to me than I ever knew. Wow. As, as, as the psalm, psalmist says, that God is near to the brokenhearted. Right. As Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Mm. And, and even to the very end of the age. And um, <clears throat> through that process, um, gradually God led me back to himself, though he'd never been far from me. And I kept searching out for him. Mm. <clears throat> and I learned a valuable lesson. The Apostle Paul puts it this way. He says that we do not walk by sight, but by faith. Mm. And so I was no longer walking by feeling or sight, but instead by faith. Mm. Now, I, I understand we probably need to wrap it up around about now, but, but uh, I just really want to encourage our listeners, yeah. if you've ever struggled with doubt, it's okay. Just hold on tight to God. Mm. Uh, he is the God of all truth, and you will find that when you, when you compare Scripture, the Bible, um, with history, with archaeology, with science, with um, prophecy, uh, with the, uh, the truth claims of Jesus and of the resurrection, um, you will not be disappointed. Uh, and in fact, you'll go from the you'll go from the from a, a terrain of doubt 
uh, to instead moving into the the uh, into I guess a place of greater certainty and mm. of confidence. <clears throat> but uh, be prepared that at a later stage you may have doubts about other things when when things come your way, not just intellectually, mm. but when it, when times of trouble and tribulation and and heartache come. Um, and you can't see your way clear. Just remember this: when you can't see God's hand, trust His heart. Amen. And um, and, and know that uh, that there's no crisis, and that there's no question too big or too small for Jesus. He's He's willing to help us with our doubts, and in fact, He delights in them because He knows that through that time, that we will grow closer. Uh, in our relationship with him. Um, doubt is not unbelief. Amen. <clears throat> doubt is an openness to exploring further, hopefully. And I encourage my listeners to do just that. Thank you. Powerful. And do you mind closing with a short prayer? Sure. Mm-hmm. Father God, just want to thank you so very much for the fact that you are with us on this journey uh, and that you are helping us to take our doubts and to through them, just like uh, uh, Thomas, who who said, "Look, unless I see for myself, unless I see the evidence, uh, I will not believe." But then, when he didn't even need to go any further, once he saw the, the basic evidence, he knew that uh, that these things were true, and he followed you with all his heart. Uh, but Father, let us follow the evidence all the way uh, and and be led back to yourself. We pray, Father, that. Uh, uh, we'll do so by staying close to you in prayer and wrestling with you and, and continuing to dialogue with you uh, in a trusting relationship, but also that uh, we will be open to your word because in your word we hear truth and we know that uh, faith comes uh, by by hearing the word of God. And so uh, help us, Lord, to, to hear your word, to hear your truth, and to know uh, that we are much loved by you. Uh, and uh, Lord... That's one thing for sure, that we need not uh, need not doubt, um, but rather instead know that uh, uh, that we are your much loved children, and we pray, Father, that as we uh, as we and our listeners listen to your word, <clears throat> we pray, Lord, that we'll go deeper into it, and, and Father, want to know you uh, as as fully as we are known by you. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.